This is the Get Greater podcast, maximising finances for university students, thanks to the University of Newcastle and Greater Bank. This is the Get Greater podcast. Whilst we cannot give you any specific advice, here are some examples that may help you gain a better understanding of banking so you can make better choices. The University of Newcastle Finance Academy and the Greater Bank presents Get Greater, a podcast about maximising your finances during your time as a University of Newcastle student. Tips and tricks about how to save better, spend smarter and invest wiser. General advice in this podcast has been prepared without taking into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any advice, consider its appropriateness. Consider the relevant disclosure documents, which includes the product disclosure statements, for any financial products and seek advice from a licensed financial advisor to decide what is right for you. Whilst we cannot give you any specific advice, here are some examples that may help you gain a better understanding of banking so you can make better choices. Welcome to the Get Greater podcast. My name is Curtis and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Robin and Eamon. How are you going, guys? Hello. Good, thanks. Good to be here. We're talking about the psychology of money today, which is a very exciting topic, which I know very little about, so I'm very excited to learn. So we'll start off by asking each of you, what does psychology of money mean? So I'll start off with Eamon. What does psychology of money mean to you? The psychology of money for me is about getting into good financial habits, especially for those out there that are younger. Getting into good financial habits now uh, gives you skills when you're older to make uh, good financial decisions when you're older. And Robin, what does the psychology of money mean to you? Oh, I think it's a very personal thing and it's a very broad topic. But to me, it's all about knowing yourself and connecting the fact that your spending habits are actually programmed into your brain, some of them. Some of them are behavioral. And when we're talking about behavior, it does come from an underlying psychology. It does come from your mind. And so we're going to learn to really get in touch with how we're thinking, why we're thinking and why we're spending. Okay. So when I think of psychology of money, again, I know very, very little about it. I think of spending more when I'm using my card versus spending with using cash. So is that somewhat accurate? Does that sort of factor into the psychology of money? Yeah. Um, So uh, what we've seen through the um, Greater Bank Finance Academy, through the studies, is that a lot of people have a propensity to spend with their card more than they do with cash. And so when you're spending with card, you're more likely to spend than when you do with cash because you're not actually physically handing over that cash. You're tapping your card and putting it back in your wallet. So you're not losing, when you're spending cash, you see losing numbers. You're, you're losing the money yeah. and it's, it's a form of exchange. Okay. So what I'll ask in now that we're in the post-COVID world that's happened, we know that money, especially from very young age, is very dirty. Lots of people are touching it, very dirty money. So people are especially being more aware of germs and viruses and stuff are beginning to use money less for a sort of a safety reason. How can we adjust when we're moving to a more cashless society now that we're moving to card? What are some ways that we can use less money with our card now that we're going to, you know, card-only society? So, Robin, do you have any sort of possible suggestions for that? Yeah, I have a bunch of suggestions. One thing I like to do personally is, and this is a bit of a task, but honestly, 
always have my phone, always be aware of what's in my bank account. And within my bank account, what I try and do is set up my budget. So I have a few savings accounts that I put aside for specific spending. So I'll give myself a certain amount every week in an account of my online banking for say lunch and coffee. And then I will not transfer that money into my spend account until I'm absolutely ready to spend it. Okay. And it just forces me to stay within my budget, but in an online way and without having that cash. Okay, so you only have the money on the card or like on your spending card for the money that you know that you're going to spend. Yes, and so it can be a little bit of a hassle, you know, having to go in your online banking and transfer money across, but it is instant. And once you get into the habit of it, you'll find that you're actually thinking before you're just tapping your card. Because I am someone that just has a bunch of money on my spending card and don't really think about it, just transfer when it gets low. So for me, I might sort of just knowing that there's money on there, be willing to spend more just tapping compared to someone like yourself who would be having an exact dollar figure and you know exactly what that is and you know what you're going to spend it on. Literally at the checkout or at the um, card machine, I'll just quickly type in the amount and transfer it between my accounts and then I even just G-pay it from my phone. Yeah. So it's all super convenient, but it keeps me in check. I'm not as strict as that. No? Um, Okay. (laughs) But but I think with this psychology of money, although that's probably a good strategy, it's all about the awareness of, for example, knowing I'm using my card. I'm more likely to spend more with my card and therefore I've got to think about what I'm spending. Also, another good strategy is using your weekly payments into one bank account and direct debiting it to separate accounts for whatever you use. So, um, you know, general, general spending, general expenses, savings, so holidays and big, big ticket items yep. that you're wanting to save for. And then maybe uh, an account for when something goes wrong. Okay. You break your leg, you need to go yeah. to hospital, you need yeah, to pay okay. for it. That sort of thing. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed we don't break our legs. No, but, no I haven't um, had to use it yet. No, not yet. Okay. So, I an think, emergency type fund. Yeah. yeah, I think these are such great points. And I think like the thing we're trying to do is disconnect that hot sort of emotional in the moment state of just being caught up in the excitement of getting a coffee or just impulse buying. And really disconnecting from just immediately tapping and actually thinking about it like you would have to if you had cash in your wallet. Well, the research shows that when you purchase something, it gives you a a certain high and you can actually get addicted to that. So it's really important to be aware of that high you get. Yeah. And say, you know, do I really need this? Yes, which is something that I'm not great at doing. (laughs) This is the Get Greater podcast. Rate and review us. It doesn't cost a cent. Do it now, wherever you listen. We all know that we get sort of a a high little dopamine sensation whenever we buy something, especially the more expensive it is. I just bought a new phone. I felt very good after it and still on that high right now. Um, So what are some ways that I could overcome that high when I am spending? Because I don't want to be spending new phone money each week just to get that high. So so what are some ways that I or what are some strategies that you recommend that can help me get over that need to spend money? Yeah, so I really like to think of this as sort of binge spending, similar to having a big cheat meal if you're trying to stay on track with calories or whatever. Did that this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And so one of the things you want to do is check in with your mood and just rule out that you are not spending money to get a little reward from your brain to make you feel happier. Um, Because we know that spending actually can become quite compulsive, even Mm. if there's absolutely no reason. 
just yeah. because you're looking for that like extra hit of dopamine or you know you might just be getting a little addicted just because of the reward patterns that we can go through in our brain however one of the things you can do is sort of just be patient with yourself and don't deny everything straight away because that's going to make it so much worse yeah and so rather than saying i want a big phone you can say well within my budget this week i can actually buy a new playstation game and a coffee and that's still going to give you a little reward but yeah. it's also going to let you actually enjoy your life while being able to save for the bigger purchases Okay. Self-discipline. It's all about discipline. discipline. Yeah. That's... And self-discipline is made even harder. And it, it's no wonder why uh, people are addicted to spending when you have so much social media marketing now saying, yep. buy me, the, the hand going out, uh, yes. grabbing money, <laughs> everyone sort of uh, with their hands out asking for money. So social media marketing has had a huge impact on especially compulsive spending and that sort of yeah. thing. And it's something to be aware of. Yeah. Advertising is very um, strong these days. And now yeah. rather than just seeing it on TV ads and billboards now whenever we look at our phones sometimes you know scrolling down on Facebook or something ads left right and center so one thing I'd love to say about the social media mania that I know comes across my social regularly for a lot of brands now is either a massive special for a Black Friday New Year's Eve whatever the occasion is yep but also with a countdown timer and yes. with a, if you don't buy it, our stock is either going to completely sell out or you only have two days to buy this. And if you don't buy it, then that's it forever. It's gone. It's never coming back. Yeah. And this is obviously super successful for brands because, you know, they are buying less stock and they're moving it so quickly because they're offering limited edition sort of pieces. And so on social, I think it's really important to know that there can be peer pressure without even peers. There can just be peer pressure by the brand itself, setting down all these really cool little timers and making you feel like you must get it now when you absolutely don't have to. You're in charge. Yeah. So it sort of creates that artificial demand where it's so limited that you're like, I want this, I want this right it just, now. It makes it feel like if you don't get it, someone else will, when in fact, you know, there's no nothing to say that this brand is going to go out of stock immediately. This is the Get Greater Podcast. If you like this podcast, invest in listening to our others. There's a lot more to learn. So we've talked a little bit about psychology of money today. Uh, so what I want you to give you know, sort of me or anyone listening some advice on how can I sort of use newfound knowledge and thoughts about the psychology of money? How can I use that to make better spending habits in the future? Well, I would just say it's all about self-discipline, getting into good habits now. Because you'll find the earlier you do it and the sooner you do it, it, it will carry over into when you're okay. older. And you'll notice, if you're self-disciplined now, you'll notice the rewards later in life. So, so I, it's just sort of like learning a new skill that you can use, like riding a bike. Exactly right. Exactly so right. you start off and you're learning now, but it's something that you can do and practice well on into Practice the future. Practice makes perfect. It's very helpful for those big purchases in the future. Yeah. And I can definitely say, since I started researching this, I've even seen my own mindset change a lot. Yep. Because I realized that, you know, psychology is very personal for everyone. And so it's really about creating an awareness of the situation you're in. Are you being pressured to buy? Do you know how much money is on your card? Are you just tapping it because it's so convenient and you don't want to take the time? And I just feel like since actually reading about this stuff, I've been able to just implement 
implement a lot more ground rules with myself that work for me on a personal level. Because it is such a very individualistic and a personal thing, there's no one size fits all. You need to find what works for you and that can is something that you can bring on into the future. Well, I think going cold turkey for some people might be actually heaps harder than just actually adjusting slowly down the track. Because saying, oh, that's it. I'm only going to spend cash or I have my budget and I'm sticking to it this week no matter what comes. You know, for some people that might be just way too stressful and overwhelming. Whereas instead just being like, all right, this week I'm just going to pay super attention to how I'm feeling when I'm buying and, you know, what am I buying and why am I buying it? You don't have to live like... A Buddhist money. <laughs> Money's there Minimalist. to be spent, but it's all about using it smartly. And, and that's the reason. towards your here. individual goals, right? Right, yeah. So if I could just get one last thought on psychology of money from each of you, why is this an important topic that we should learn? I think it's because anyone can do it, really. Anyone yeah. can take control of their psychology, how they're thinking, and you can literally implement a step that's going to get you closer to your financial goals today. If it's, say, Saving a percentage of your income a week or not getting caught in a flash sale. Like, it's so achievable. It's so attainable. It's really worth giving it a go. So, psychology of money is a uh, an important topic. Yeah. What is one sort of main thing that we should take away from listening to this episode? Uh, yeah, definitely. Awareness. Being aware when you're making your purchasing decisions. Yep. Do I need this? How is this going to enrich my life? How is this going to contribute to how I live? It's about having a self-discipline to know when we're making purchasing decisions do we actually attribute value to what we're buying and we're not buying frivolous things and to keep in mind the way in which social media marketing and marketers in general uh, sort of try and put their hand out to get get your money money yeah. yeah okay well thank you guys for joining us i'd like to thank everybody for joining us out there um, this has been an episode of the get greater podcast on the psychology of money and we hope to see you later in another episode Thanks, Thank guys. You, Thank you, Amy Thank and you. Robin, for joining me. This is the Get Greater podcast. Save a stamp. Drop us an email to tell us what you want to learn about your finances. Finance Academy at newcastle.edu.au.